basically any horse that has some inflammation, so not an infection, but an inflammation in their lungs, um, combined with some respiratory clinical signs. So what does that mean? That means um, a horse with a respiratory clinical sign could be coughing, uh, could be nasal discharge, could be labored breathing at rest, so you know, uh, not able to breathe, even just standing there. And so if you have those clinical signs, plus you do a test or you document some inflammation in the lungs, then by definition, you have a horse with equine asthma. Welcome to Riding to Excellence, the Energy Equine Podcast. I'm your host, Louisa Merch-White. Today we are joined by two wonderful veterinarians, Dr. Renaud Leguiette and Dr. Doug Myers, to discuss the topic of equine asthma, as well as a new prescription product on the Canadian equine market, the Acervo Equihaler. Before we get into that discussion, I'll share a little bit more about these two veterinarians that we'll be talking to today. Dr. Renaud Leguillette is the Calgary Chair in Equine Sports Medicine and is Professor at the University of Calgary Faculty of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Leguillette has been a member of the UCVM Department of Veterinary Clinical and Diagnostic Sciences since its early days in 2006. He is a diplomat of the ACVIM in Internal Medicine and the ACVSMR in Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation Equine and is mainly practicing as a UCVM specialist at Moore Equine in Balzac, Alberta. Renault graduated from the ENVA Paris in 1994 and did an internship and a residency in equine medicine to then earn his Master's of Science for a study on horses affected with asthma at the FMB University de Montreal. He then completed a PhD on airway smooth muscle in human patients with asthma at the Meekins Christie Laboratories at McGill University. Dr. Leguillette has developed a research program on inflammatory lung disease, horse asthma, and EIPH, exercise-induced pulmonary hemorrhage as well as in equine sports medicine with a focus on cardiorespiratory exercise physiology. His clinical research is often collecting data in the field on sport horses from the community within Alberta and from international collaborators as well. Dr. Doug Myers is the longtime Western Technical Services veterinarian for Western Canada for Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health. He has served on multiple committees for the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association, is a past delegate to the American Association of Equine Practitioners Biologic and Therapeutic Committee. Dr. Myers works extensively with producers and veterinarians regarding proper health and vaccination programs for horses and has presented research topics across Canada, the United States, as well as Japan, Germany, and Mexico. So without further ado, we will be joined by both of these veterinarians to discuss the topic of equine asthma, as well as the Acervo Equihaler. So like we touched on, the purpose of today's episode is to discuss a brand new prescription product to the Canadian equine market from Boehringer Engelheim, the Acervo Equihaler, which is used for the alleviation of clinical symptoms of severe equine asthma. Before we get into the Acervo Equihaler, I think we should probably first chat about equine asthma, because obviously that's why you are going to be using the Acervo Equihaler, as recommended by your veterinarian. So, Dr. Leguillet, we will kick it off with you. What is equine asthma? Big, big word. Yeah, no, exactly. So equine asthma, um, uh, it's a, a big uh, word or big large definition uh, that, you know, changed over the years. So 
even veterinarians honestly have been confused about what exactly it is. Uh, we called it in the past uh, HEAVE, recurrent airway obstruction, inflammatory airway disease. And finally, just a couple of years ago, everyone said, okay, enough of all that nomenclature, you know, let's call it equine asthma. So what do we put under that bigger, you know, broader definition of equine asthma? Well, it's basically any horse that has some inflammation, so not an infection, but an inflammation in their lungs um, combined with some respiratory clinical signs. So what does that mean? That means um, a horse with a respiratory clinical sign could be coughing, uh, could be nasal discharge, could be labored breathing at rest, so you know, uh, not able to breathe, even just standing there. And so if you have those clinical signs, plus you do a test or you document some inflammation in the lungs, then by definition, you have a horse with equine asthma. So there are like really two broad categories. There is the severe equine asthma. So those are exactly like people with an asthma attack, uh, you know, so those horses are very severe uh, clinical signs. They can barely breathe at rest and they have very severe lung inflammation. And on the other hand, you have the mild, moderate horses. So those are more the performance horses. They, you know, they still run, they still do their job relatively well, but um, they do cough or they do have nasal discharge um, and they do have some inflammation in their lungs. And so by inflammation, we mean uh, things that could be, for example, allergies into the lungs and things like that. Yeah, and so how do veterinarians traditionally diagnose equine asthma at all three of those levels? Yeah, so of course you need the symptoms or the clinical signs. Uh, so this comes usually from the owner, right? The owner complaint is, well, my horse is coughing. Okay, so that's a check. And then you confirm the diagnosis with some uh, testing uh, for lung inflammation. So really the, the reference test, the best test is really the uh, bronchoalveolar lavage or BAL, where basically you go into the lungs uh, with, a, with a tube. So you pass the tube you know, uh, in the nose, in the throat, in the windpipe, down the windpipe into the lungs. And then you, you lavage or you flush in a little bit of sterile saline, aspirate the sample back, and then you send that to a lab where um, we will uh, count the cells and look at uh, the proportion, the percentage of cells. Uh, and if you have too many inflammatory or too many allergic type of cells, uh, then you do have increased lung inflammation or you have an abnormal lung with lots of inflammation in it. So then you have your diagnostic. Mm -hmm. And so previous to this new exciting product, um, how would veterinarians traditionally treat equine asthma in horses in your experience? Well, so one thing really important to keep in mind first is that there is no cure for it. It's like, you know, imagine, you know, people or kids with asthma, you don't treat it and get rid of it for the rest of your life. Like you, you have to live with it, manage it. And then when you're a little bit in trouble, then you treat. So the same approach in horses, you, you can't get rid of it uh, and there's no cure for it, but we manage, we live with it. So how do we manage that? So first of all is, you know, exposure to dust. Uh, very difficult to do a lot of work for the owners, but 
Um, asthma is related to dust exposure, same as people with allergens. So if your horse is kind of allergic to some kind of dust, uh, you have to decrease the exposure and prevent exposure. Very difficult to do. So you work on the hay quality, you work on the dust in the barn or dust you know, in the trailer and all these things. So number one is prevent exposure to dust. And only then the number two is, of course, veterinarians then will uh, help the horses with treatments. And so there is really the main, main treatment is decrease inflammation. So the lungs are on fire. You have too much inflammation, too many allergies in those lungs, and you want to shut down that fire. And the best drugs to do that are the uh, corticosteroids. Um, and so usually that's how we do it. And there is many different options for a different type, different dosage of corticosteroids, or there, there were many options before today, I would say. Um, and the other approach is bronchodilator, where you want to relieve the horse and make him breathe a little bit better. So he, he's, he's more comfortable with his breathing. Um, and those bronchodilators are more, in my opinion, more of a um, short-term, almost band-aid type of treatment where yes, you're going to help the horse, but it's not fixing the problem. So, so if the horse is severe, we combine the bronchodilators with the corticosteroids. If the horse is not that severe, uh, usually we go only with corticosteroids. And for the performance horse owner, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fair racers listening to this. Would that include like a nebulizer? Like where do those come into play? Because I know a lot of people utilize Yeah, them. yes. So, so the big issue with corticosteroids and horses is that, uh, you know, the, the more powerful your medication, the more side effects you have. So if you want an effect, you're going to have to deal with some risks or some, uh, you know, side effects. What kind of side effects? Well, it could be uh, small things like, oh, my horse is drinking a little bit more. That's fine. But it could be very bad news like, oh, my horse is founder now and laminitis is a big issue, a big scary one that we don't want to see. Uh, so we tried uh, basically to, to avoid those side effects, but until now, and Doug will talk more about you know, this new drug, but until this new drug was on the market and approved, uh, it was extremely difficult and almost impossible. We, we had to deal with efficacy versus side effects. So we were using mainly dexamethasone. Um, so you know, we were injecting the horse uh, with dexamethasone. So, uh, then people say, why are we injecting them? We should maybe just nebulize them. So then we nebulize horses too with dexamethasone, or we also use human puffers. So um, corticosteroids for people and kids, you know, that you puff. Um, but all of these options come still with some side effects or not as, you know, effective. So you have kind of a trade-off. So, and they are expensive too. So you have to take into account efficacy, risks, and costs. Uh, so the cheapest, more effective is the dexamethasone, but it's also the more risky one. Uh, then the nebulized drugs are less risky, but maybe a little bit less if, uh, in terms of effective. Um, and now we have the Azervo on the market, which seems to have both efficacy and no side effects. Yeah, which is exciting. And before we jump into that look for Dr. Doug Meyer's talk, um, we're so lucky to have you in Alberta because you, I mean, you're an expert on these topics and you've done so much research on equine asthma and performance sources, but 
specifically you've done quite a bit of research within Alberta, which is exciting. So can you, with all this that we just talked about with equine asthma and tr treatment and uh, diagnosis, can you touch on that research that you've done here in Alberta on performance courses with equine asthma? Yes. Um, yeah. So, so we, uh, like you said, you know, we've done uh, some field studies and I really like to, to work with the horse owners from Alberta. There are, you know, really great people supporting the equine research and, um, and it generated a, a lot of excellent data that has been published and, you know, is now, you know, uh, well known in the world. And, and thanks again to the, the community of horse owners in Alberta. And so we've done Basically, we, way back then, like uh, many, many years ago, we've done things like questionnaires where we wanted to see, okay, can we diagnose equine asthma based just on clinical science? Can we know more on the clinical science that are important? And those studies showed that actually coughing is a really important clinical sign. So if a horse is coughing, that's not normal and that should be investigated if you really want to know what's going on. And usually that's going along with equine asthma. Um, then we moved on to treatment. So really mild or moderate asthma is difficult to study in research because it's, again, because it's not super severe. So it's difficult to document the improvement uh, of those horses. Uh, because uh, the horses are not breathing very hard at rest or anything like that. So very quickly, you need to run the horses and look at the performance, see how they do when they run. And so we're lucky uh, to have uh, the expertise to do that, where we measure, for example, oxygen consumption. Uh, and we looked at the effect of lung inflammation on the respiratory or aerobic or you know, lung capacity of horses, if you want. Uh, and we did those studies, for example, when we had the, all the, the, the smog or the smoke episodes uh, two years ago in the summer. And we did find absolutely, you know, if you have lung inflammation, your horse is not running or doesn't have the lungs that he should have. And if you treat the horses with, at that time, dexamethasone, you do improve the lung function and the athletic capacity of the horse, but not as much as a clean air. So again, environmental clean air is more important than the treatments for those horses. Um, and we did also, uh, we have a whole program. I have a whole program on equine asthma and moderate asthma is my focus. So where I looked at, for example, uh, uh, microbiome, we call it, or the type of uh, uh, bacterial flora inside the lung of horses and how treatments affect that flora. Because again, dexamethasone is also uh, such a strong anti-inflammatory drug that it decreases a little bit, suppress a little bit the immune system. So you want to see what's going on in terms of bacteria in the lungs with that. So we looked at that and um, uh, we looked also at fungus, you know, and things like that. So basically we've done, you know, a lot of uh, detection diagnostic studies and a lot of treatment studies on, on a mild moderate asthma using, uh, using performance aspects and, and, and athletic capacity of horses, basically. Very, very cool. So Dr. Myers, um, we'll pivot to you. We've talked a lot about this new prescription product kind of lately. So fill us in on the Acervo Equihaler. 
Well, thank you, Louisa. And yeah, it's a real honor to be on with Dr. Laguilet. He, I'd, I'd echo um, Louisa's comments. So fortunate we are in Alberta to have him here. He's done some pivotal work with uh, uh, the equine community, and that will continue for many years. So the Acervo Equihaler is certainly some exciting news to, uh, to be able to share. It was a 10-year journey uh, that Boehringer Ingelheim uh, has been working on. Our human side of, of BI, as we call it, has been involved with uh, COPD and asthma. And so we have some of the technology and some of the experience from the human side that transferred into the, into the equine community. Uh, so it just got, uh, it got dual approved, uh, which is the, one of the first products ever, the United States and Canada simultaneously. Uh, it was launched a little earlier in the US just because they had some more supply. So it, it came to the US market in September, 2020. And we got it launched in Canada in uh, January, 2021. And Dr. Legile did a uh, webinar for Western Canada for us. We had uh, Dr. J.P. Lavoie, who's another world-leading authority out of uh, Quebec uh, from St. High, and he did an Eastern Canadian launch a webinar. And then uh, one of his colleagues, Dr. Mathilde Leclerc, uh, did a French uh, webinar for uh, our colleagues in, in Quebec. So the Acervo is a combination of, uh, of actually two products, uh, or two technologies, I should say. Uh, one is the drug, which is seclesonide. And uh, so it's a corticosteroid, as Dr. Legule, um referred to. And then it's also got a, a really interesting technology that has been branded as soft mist technology. And this is the part that came over from the human side. So it's a, a really low velocity spray um, and really fine particle size. So it gets down to five microns. And that is the size that you need to get down into the lung, uh, down into the uh, uh, epithelial cells of the terminal alveoli where it can be effective. Um, you guys talked a little bit earlier with some of the nebulizers, and I guess that's one of the issues with those is they've never really been um, properly designed or there's been studies to show that there's uh, uh, the, the right size of particles that uh, get fractionated and get down into the, uh, into the lung. And it also completely depends on which product you're trying to, you're trying to use too. So the beauty of this drug is, is it's, uh, it, it comes out as a mist, so it's a, uh, a product that's designed to be used for 10 days. Um, it's designed to be held in the left hand of the uh, operator and it goes into the left nostril of the horse. So you can go online and have a look at it. Uh, if you Google a servo equihaler, uh, there's some videos of it being demonstrated, being used. Uh, so you, you uh, depress the handle twice to activate each puff. It's spring loaded, so there's no CFCs inside. And so when you depress the handle the first time, uh, there's a small amount of seclesonide comes up a capillary tube and is sitting at a, at a vent. And then when you just feather that the second time, that releases the mist. It glows, goes into a blue adapter nozzle that then when the horse inspires and breathes in, uh, that, uh, that mist is delivered deep into the, into the lung. Um, so it's labeled for severe equine asthma. Uh, there are eight puffs twice a day for the first five days. So you would do those approximately 12 hours apart. And then from day six to 10, it's 12 puffs once a day. So it's a 10 day treatment period. You would use 140 puffs total for the 10 days. There's 160 puffs in one, a servo equihaler. So there's 20 extra in there in case the horse throws his head or you, you miss the nostril or you depress it and activate it or do something. So there's a- it never happens. No, it never happens working with horses, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, it, obviously this is a podcast, so perhaps 
if you're listening, you thought it would be like a traditional inhaler, like a human inhaler, but it more so looks like a large cup that goes over the nose of the horse. So that's where uh, Dr. Myers is talking about when you put it over the nostril of the horse. So Dr. Legolay, can you talk a little bit about your work with your servo inhaler? I know you were involved in some of the research as well. So kind of touch on your experience with this product now that you're using it and it's on the market. Um, yeah, well, uh, actually, I, uh, it's more uh, research to be done <laughs> uh, because, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, the research is, uh, has been well done and it's, uh, you know, there is some strong scientific evidence to, to back up this product for sure. It's been approved by all the, you know, regulatory bodies. So a lot of work from uh, Boehringer for, for that to be approved. And so, like, like Doug said, you know, it's been approved for severe asthma. Um, and then, of course, you know, not everyone has a horse with severe asthma. They may have more mild, moderate asthma. And then the other questions are, well, what do you do after those 10 days of treatment? And so these are a lot of uh, questions that um, uh, need to be addressed and that, you know, I'm sure people... Uh, realize are, are important and, and they are the practical questions. So we, um, yeah, we, we you know, COVID delayed a lot of things. Like uh, it's not easy to do a hands-on uh, equine project these days with, you know, people and horses and everything. Uh, but we, uh, we are working on uh, absolutely uh, um, uh, projects uh, with Azervo and uh, maybe the, more the, the performance horses and the moderate asthma type of horses. Right. And so in your work, are you, are you beginning to see how it can be used in almost like a preventative nature for mild or moderate cases then? Well, uh, I think we... There is again, like there is no scientific evidence or no data to say, hey, this is how it should be done uh, for, you know, maintenance or for, you know, prevention. Uh, but obviously, uh, the owners and veterinarians are already asking those questions. Um, so it's not part of the uh, uh, label, you know, that has been approved uh, for the marketing by, uh, by Boehringer, but it's definitely an important question. And I think that uh, that's what these are the questions we need to answer. And people are, of course, you know, putting pressure on us saying, hey, I have those horses and I want to use a maintenance dose. What do you recommend? My answer is... This is what I would do, but I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know yet. So, so because, you know, product is very new and we need a little bit more time to figure out uh, the, what we call the extra label use uh, when you have, you know, I think it makes sense to use a lower dose over a longer duration, but does it even work? We don't know yet. So, th so that exactly the, is the research we want to do. Very cool. Uh, and then Dr. Myers, I'll pivot to you because this product is new to North America, but it's been around in, in Europe for quite some time, correct? Just a little over a year it got, oh, appro okay. it got approved there. So, not that much so, no, so most of the EU countries, it's been selling for a full year. Um, we have uh, monthly webinars with my European colleagues and to find out how it's going. And it's been, it's been going over extremely well there too. There was two large pivotal field studies on the product done. Uh, one to get it approved in Europe. And then another big pivotal field study in the United States to get it approved in, in North America. And they both showed, um, you know, excellent efficacy, as Dr. Legolas said, very good safety profile. You really worry about cortisol suppression uh, with the, uh, whenever you're using any of the other drugs. 
And I know when I was in practice, whenever I would put a horse on dexamethasone for whatever reason, whenever I would be driving out of the yard, and I, and I, I would always say a little prayer saying, I hope that's not the horse that founders, yeah. because uh, the odd one does. And when that, obviously, when a horse founders, that can be a, light, a life-threatening uh, scenario. Yeah. And so, Dr. Legolay, I'll ask you that. I, that is part of what makes the equihaler unique. So can you kind of touch on what Dr. Myers just said, like what makes this product so unique and more, I guess, yeah, safe for absolutely. You know, I always say that um, when you have, so in equine asthma, the lungs are the issue, you know, the boo-boo is really in the lungs. The lungs are on fire. <laughs> so why, why would you treat the whole body of the horse with an injection where you treat, you know, it goes in the muscle, the joints, the heart, everywhere, including the lungs. So why would you treat the whole horse to treat the lungs and why not just treat the lungs and not the rest of the horse? So maybe you focus your treatment and you can decrease the doses eventually and have less side effects. And that's exactly what the nebulization or uh, what the Azervo inhalers are doing. So you're basically targeting, sending the drugs into the lungs, which is not easy to do. And that's where, again, the Boringer group did a fantastic job with the design. That's why, you know, you have that cup you mentioned, you know, that kind of a horn type of shape thing you know everything is very aerodynamic uh, the size of the particulates are important like it's a it's a it's a whole science of you know how do you optimize uh, the delivery of the drugs into the lungs deep in the lungs and that's the challenge so they've done that um, so it's great because now okay we have a drug or medication that does reach uh, deep uh, into the lungs and also has an anti-inflammatory effect. And, and the, uh, the advantage of it on top of it, and the main advantage too, is that you don't have those side effects because that um, drug, if you want, the, 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 the medication you send in the, in, the, in the mist, if you want, in the lungs, is to make it simple, deactivated uh, uh, in the lungs. So, so there is no active drug basically that goes into the bloodstream. So what is in the lungs stays in the lungs and if it goes out, it's deactivated basically. So you have a potent anti-inflammatory effect within the airways, but nothing outside the airways. And that's the key. And so that's how you don't have those side effects because you only treat the lungs and you don't treat the rest of the body of the horse. There is no leakage of activity, if you want, outside the lungs. And that's the, that's the benefit of the Azervo. So, you know, all the horses with, for example, uh, you know, the, a little bit on the fat side horses, small fit horses, equine metabolic syndrome horses, or the older horses with what we call Cushing or PPID, you know, all those horses or the ponies, you know, all those horses we know are at high risk of laminitis. Uh, well, if they have asthma and they're at high risk of laminitis before they had zero options. Uh, now, you know, again, based on the field studies done that uh, Doug mentioned, there were a few horses with still those issues and they did well on that treatment. Um, so I'm quite confident that definitely, you know, it's a, it's a good treatment and that there is no side effects. And, and so um, opens uh, definitely a, a new a new way a safe way to treat those horses for asthma yeah and then i think from there i guess my last question would be we you if you see a horse owner that says you know my horse has been coughing or i'm i'm worried my horse has equine asthma 
would your recommendation be to go to your veterinarian and gold standard would be a BAL or what do you tell those types of owners that are, you know, listening to their horses cough as we hopefully get back into show season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the really the, the BAL, so the bronchovirus lavage is, you know, that sample in the lungs really tells you the story. It tells you what's going on into those lungs because it's nice. Okay. I know my horse is coughing, probably has asthma, been exposed to dust. Okay, fine. Now the next question is how severe is that asthma? Well, I don't know until I go and look. And how do you look? You, you look with that BAL. So then the BAL will give you a, a degree of severity. We'll also tell you, so I, I do the analysis of those BALs here in Alberta, and I can tell you, you should see the amount of, uh, I will call it crap, that you can <laughs> find into those lungs. Uh, it's, it's insane. I find dust. I find, you know, like mineral dust. I find pollens. I find uh, fungal spores, uh, also uh, plant materials, all sorts of things, um, which, you know, shouldn't be there. So, you know, it's, it's a good uh, test to figure out how severe it is. Is my horse really inhaling a bunch of things he shouldn't inhale? Um, and then, you know, once you know how severe it is, you can probably expect a duration of treatment or, you know, uh, be more careful with the maintenance or the prevention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And then I guess kind of to wrap up the podcast, Dr. Myers, um, is the Acerbo Equihaler available across Alberta? I believe it's in all veteran clinics. Of course, we want them to come to Energy okay. Equine with their concerns, but I do, I do believe it's now across Cross camp. Yeah. So it's sold just through licensed veterinarians. So you could talk to, uh, to any, vet, any veterinarian about getting it. Um, there's a QR code on the outside of the box. And so it takes a little, not a little bit of work, but you've got to do your homework to set this uh, uh, equihaler up properly uh, so that it works. So there's a QR code. I'd encourage veterinarians and horse owners once they get that to scan that with their uh, phone. It takes you to a video. Um, there's an servoequihaler.ca website. Uh, we also have a website for, for horse owners called uh, bicanadaequine.com or .ca, and that's got some good information on that. So uh, yeah, do your homework, uh, look at some of the videos. There's a, um, a, a good little manual and a booklet in there. So you just don't want to get it and start, and start administering to your horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of homework required on your veterinarian's part and your part to uh, safely give it. But you know the studies that they used it in, 93% um, uh, of the horses accepted it fine. And 95% of the horse owners were very happy with the efficacy. So it is a, you know, it is going to be a valuable product for, uh, for horses with equine asthma, for sure. And we're excited to bring it to the market. Yeah. Well, big thanks to Horner and Ohio mm -hmm. for all they do, all these fun mm -hmm. medications that we can give our horses to help them be better. All right. Well, Dr. Lugulia, I know you have to go. Do you have anything else to add? I think that, that summed up equine asthma beautifully for the purposes of this podcast. Yeah, no, I think, uh, remember, you know, uh, the, the take-home message is uh, dust is bad for horses, uh, and we have a safe treatment, but it's, a, it's not a cure, it's a treatment. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. That, I, I love the analogy about human asthma. I think if people really take that with them from this podcast, because, you, yeah, we all know friends or family that have asthma, and it's with them for their whole lives, so that's, that's a really great thing to remember as we move through this with our own horses with equine asthma. Uh, and then if you, if you guys do have any further questions for these two amazing veterinarians, 
They are going to be hosting a client seminar as part of our sports therapy lecture series at the end of April. It'll be the last one of the year, the fourth one, April 30th on the Friday, starting at 3 p.m. So if you listen to this and you have more questions, you sure can send them to us either on social media, Facebook or Instagram, or to the office email, eeoffice at energyequine.ca. And we'll make sure that we get those questions in front of them ahead of time. Dr. Myers, do you have anything else to add? No, again, I just echo what Dr. Legolette has said. You have to work on the environment for sure as number one. And in the prairies, round bales for sure. If people, every time I drive by and you see the horse's head buried in a round bale, you just kind of shudder a little bit. So there, you really, if you can do just one thing, work on their work on their food source um, and do whatever you can do to improve that as well as dust in the barns, et cetera. Right. All right. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time out of your days to talk with us. And we're excited to delve into this even more April 30th with the Sports Therapy Lecture Series. Thank you so much, Dr. Renault. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Luisa and Energy Quan. Thank you, Doug. Yep. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>